I'm James. I am 27 years old and I'm from the US. Lived there for most of my life and then now I'm currently living in Albania. My name is Martin. I'm 28. I'm from Bulgaria and I'm currently living in Germany and to be more exact, Nuremberg. My name is Cameron. I'm 24 from Brighton in England and now living in Valencia, Spain. And this is the Expat Show. So, hi James. How are you? How are been things this week? I'm good, Martin. Um, in case the, the listeners and viewers can't tell, uh, Cameron is no longer with us this week. He's in Madagascar. He's, um, he's on vacation with his partner, his girlfriend. And um, from what we've seen on Facebook, looks like they're having a grand old time. Yeah. And we're going to have some struggle in making things sound as smooth as Cameron does. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the gift of segues like Cameron does. So we'll, we'll try our best to, to connect things well. But And also, if we kind of go way off topic, it's his fault for not moderating well enough from Madagascar. <laughs> I mean, Actually, we, cannot, we cannot get this skills. I think they, they teach this in like kindergarten in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And you don't get his soft, soothing British accent either, which would be, I would love to hear right now, but whatever. Speaking of which, actually, we have a, an update from Cameron from Madagascar that he sent us that we'll put in here real quickly right now. Salama James and Martin from Madagascar. Ah, so, talking about making friends overseas, are we? I have a friend for you right here. This is, uh, I'll come under the light so you can see it better. This is Harry the, um, the bird. <laughs> Harry the bird. Um, he's actually made out of a zebu horn. And a zebu is the cow. It's like basically a cow with horns and it's got like a humpback. It's the national animal of Madagascar after the Lima. But yeah, talking about making friends overseas um, as well. I've been making some friends with the local children here. Um, they they love us. We're called Vasas, the foreign people. So that's uh, quite nice to see when they come running up to you and want to like play with you and do silly hand games, things like that. But back in Spain, making friends there, it was mostly via work and Facebook groups. So I hope to see you guys soon, and uh, yeah, we will be talking soon about something else, I'm sure. Adios. All right, Cameron, <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> this is pre-recorded, so we don't actually know what you said, but <laughs> sounds like you're having a good time, I hope. <laughs> we are definitely going to talk more about Madagascar when he comes back. Mm -hmm. how, uh, how has adjusting back to life in Germany been after the wedding? Oh, it's been crazy. So, so many reverse culture shocks back in Bulgaria as well as back in Germany. It's it's yeah, crazy. Flip flop. Also, having forth. in mind that I traveled through most of Eastern Europe, uh, right? Because so I, you, I you, drove with a car there, and that took. And I chose long? two different routes. Yikes. First of all. Yeah. Uh, in total, I traveled five days with a car because we reached Greece. Uh, for a really, really short uh, honey week, so to say, not month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so you drove... I think I passed through eight eight countries or something like that. It sounds 
kind of fun, actually, if you can take your time through it. You know, you sounded like you were you were kind of trying to get through as quick as you could, but that that to me yep. doesn't sound quite as fun. But I mean, we had a stop in Hungary, uh, in Croatia, Greece, and of course Bulgaria. Of course, Bulgaria, always Bulgaria. Yeah, but Hungary and Budapest are like one of my favorite places in Europe. So oh, really? If someone is looking for a place to go to visit as a tourist, there's I'm, no mistake in going to Budapest. I'm always looking for a new place to go as a tourist or maybe not a tourist. I'm always looking for new places to travel and I've not been to Hungary yet. So Budapest will definitely be on my list for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So since we're, we said Cameron is not here <laughs> and we need to moderate things, but sadly we cannot make the smooth transition. Today's topic is going to be making friends abroad. Uh, so, James, I think you had an interesting s story uh, to tell on, the, on yeah, this, man, like I'm just, how you handle groups. I'm just really, uh, really missing Cameron's smoothness right now. I mean, I, I'm sitting <laughs> Sorry, there like, this how is do as I, much as no, I can do. It's not your fault. I'm, I would be the same way. I'm just like, man, he's really, he really helps move this thing along. We, we gave him the right role of this podcast. Um, in the end, he, he was the one that brought us together, so... That, that is true. That is true. He was the one that sent the Facebook messages. Um, yeah, so... Well, I mean, it kind of relates, although kind of not. But I... Um, as I've gotten older, I've had... I've, I've found it harder and harder to be in um, large groups of people. And that's not like big crowds. Um, you know, if I was at a concert, whatever, I'm, I'd be fine. But it's when large group of, groups of people that all, all are kind of know each other and it's like some sort of celebration where like you're kind of supposed to be interacting with everybody. Like I'm okay with interacting with mm -hmm. a few people and I'm okay with interacting with nobody. But when it's like, all right, everybody kind of all get together and everybody kind of interact a little bit with everybody else, that just makes me feel weird and a little uncomfortable. Um, and that happened, you know, 30 minutes ago, right before we started recording. Um, somebody was having a birthday celebration, and I knew everyone there, but I didn't feel comfortable actually sitting there because I was didn't know, like, who to interact with, when, and then also most people were speaking, they were all speaking Albanian, and, like, only if they were directing something to me would they speak English. And I know some, but I don't know enough of the language to be able to fully, like, Get into I that. don't want to admit this, but I was on the other side, on the, like the Albanian side, when yeah. I was in Bulgaria. We had some foreigners, and we spoke a lot of Bulgarian. And only when we wanted to speak to them, we switched to English, which was now considering this is someone that's living in a country that doesn't speak the perfect like quality of the local language. It's it's pretty non-considerable from from people well, to do that. I mean, you you. I can understand it, um, and I'm the last person to be like, uh, hey, can you speak English for my sake? But it definitely does um, factor into whether I decide to, to a, go to certain things or attend certain things or not, because I'm like, mm. okay, do I want to go? I almost feel like I'm in an inconvenience for someone if I show up and I don't know Albanian, all of them can speak Albanian, and I'm just sitting there, and, and maybe there's that one person who will explain to me what's going on, or... Mm there's not and I just get tidbits here and there of information um, and so like I'm fine I'm in their country like I, I don't want to go to someone's country and be like hey actually speak, speak of the language I found I it really cool I went to this uh, 
meeting, it was mo mostly students, Bulgarian students here in Germany. Uh, so at first we could only speak Bulgarian, it wasn't a problem. Then came this guy from China, I think. So basically he was the only one that wasn't speaking Bulgarian, but everyone switched to English because of him. Yeah. So he doesn't feel left out. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, I would hate, like, I, I appreciate when people switch to English, but I am never going to say, hey, can you switch to English? Because that's so self-centered. Anyway, all that to say, that's more of a language discussion. Mm. All of that to say, yeah. um, because it affects whether or not I choose to go to certain things or to um, spend time in groups of people, it, it does affect my, not ability to, to actually make friends, because I'm already friends with these people, but affects to a certain extent the ability to, to deepen relationships with people. Mm -hmm. So because if I don't go to this birthday party, they think, oh, he doesn't like going to things, and so we won't invite him when we do this, when there's just two of us or just three of us, because he doesn't like doing things, when that's not actually the case. So, and I don't know if that's happened or not, but by not being able to fully, like, mentally function in larger situations, I think I, I've suffered um, in that I well, suffered, quote unquote, suffered in that it's harder to, to really. Um, so have, have you actually like made friends in Albania? Yeah, I have. And I have a number of good friends. Um, but it, I just feel like anytime yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like by not... I mean, they're, by they're not also wanting Albanian, to attend, right? Yes. Well, yes. They're not, they're not foreigners. I have Albanian friends. I also have friends that have moved to Albania from elsewhere. Um, but I... Yeah, it's it's the the inability to fully function in larger groups, I think, affects how often I... I um, hear about or know about smaller groups, and, and which is what would allow me to deepen friendships with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of understand it because, uh, for example, here in Germany, it's really common to like have small talk with people, especially in the office. And this is something I really, really hate. This is, for me, it's just a waste of time. And this is kind of like sh shorting my options to even, not even friendship, just to like, to get to know people because they always right. always start exactly. with a small talk and I cannot hide it like uh, I'm you can read my emotions really well from my face uh, so basically I looked bored <laughs> during the entire time right and I mean that that is why I like podcasting because you just I mean we have an allotted time at the beginning of each episode for small talk but it, ultimately we just lop it off and we're like yep yeah, no, this Enough is actually talk. not small I th talk I think considered like from the German perspective. This is like things that, well, no, that I mean, our friends I mean the stuff that we discuss. Small talk, they talk about the weather, uh, they talk about uh, the air conditioning the in the office and stuff like that. And it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I view the first few minutes of our episodes kind of in that regard. But then also it's like we don't have the same similarities as everyone in the same office would. And so it does change that. Mm. Um, and I think that also has helped in the, the friendship between the three of us because we just launch into these big topics of discussion. And like I don't know if I've ever had like a just a casual conversation with either of you 
just about the so. weather or about <laughs> a sport team or whatever, because it's just like we have these bigger visions of what we're doing and um, deeper things to talk about, which I, I prefer. Me also. Uh, but that's not talking about friends. Yeah, I do <laughs> find it weird for me personally in Germany that it's easier to connect with foreigners, especially from the Balkans, considering that, I mean, you're pretty aware now on, with the situations in the Balkans, like everyone hates everyone, uh, yeah. which is the opposite here. Uh, I've seen more good from neighboring uh, countries here than I've seen from Bulgarians. Like from Rom yeah, Romanians, uh, from uh, from Turkish people and stuff like that, which typically have bad history with Bulgaria. Right, of course. Um, yeah, I mean the the organization that I work at is an international organization, so there are a number of Germans that come through, and we have a, a university associated with it here as well. So. Um, I have a number of friends that are from all around the world. I mean, I know some people from Cuba. There are some guys from, um, oh, oh gosh, Uganda. Um, That's pretty, pretty. South, yeah. South, South Sudan. There are some people from Tanzania that I know. Uh, and then there's, you know, uh, kind of Americans, some, some a, a family that, that is originally Zimbabwean, but then they spent 20 years in the U.S. before coming here. So the, the kids that I interact with are more American, and then the parents are kind of American, but then mm -hmm. also mostly Zimbabwean sort of stuff. Um, That's really international. And so like it, it's very, very international. And so then I, I do have Albanian friends, um, but... I wouldn't say that I have more Albanian friends than than international friends here, which does make it easier because then English becomes the common language between everyone, mm -hmm. and so then I'm not the only one that's left out of that. Um, but yeah, I definitely have Albanian friends that live locally, you know, that I've made since I got here. So I found it that pretty much Germans are reserved against foreigners, and uh, the only Germans that are like open are people that were introduced in one way or another to foreigners and saw that they're not that bad. Uh, let's say one of their relatives married someone from abroad or something like that, or they had to work with someone. Uh, and right. Those people are usually more open, uh, like uh, I, uh, I have this Romanian friend, uh, she, she has a boyfriend, he's German, and to, to be honest, I'm not sure if we would have struck any friendship with him if it wasn't for her initially because we right I, I met with him th uh, through her and uh, they they both become so close that they got invited to the wedding as well so uh, you can imagine okay. so just for that's cool for three years how close we got which right which typically for normal germans it's uh i think it's pretty much impossible they like to uh, as far as i heard because <laughs> I haven't taken the normal route in making friendships here in Germany. They take a really, right. really long time before they, they call you a friend or something like that. Right. So what sort of, what route have you taken to finding friends in Germany? Since you said you haven't taken the normal one, what route have you taken? Basically interact with people that, are, that have some connections with foreigners already. You, you can actually see them because they're really open. They, they, they even sometimes strike conversations directly with you. The, the other ones just try to avoid you as soon as they learn you're yeah. a foreigner. Uh, I mean, there are some 
co-Germans as well, they, they do struggle with English, for example, when they try to make small talk with you. Uh, right. But for example, at one of the jobs I had, there was this dude, he just started chatting about uh, football matches. And uh, yeah, he did it in German, but he saw that I struggled with, with the language. Even though he kept it right. slow, he explained whenever I didn't understand something, he tried to explain it in English. Uh, but he, right. he was already introduced to foreigners because I think uh, his sister was married to a, a guy from England. Okay. Yeah, so he's already had that experience with someone that's not German. Yeah. Uh, have you developed any friendships with people that you work with or were most of your friendships coming from people that you work with? Uh, actually, they're uh, both Romanian and the German were ex-colleagues of mine. So we met at work. Uh, they, right. Actually, it, it, it's a really interesting story because I moved and I had my birthday like 20 days after I moved here. So I was pretty much alone on, right. my, on my birthday and uh, she decided to bring me Star Wars cupcakes <laughs> for my birthday. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, that's super nice. Uh, um, I mean, that's one of the coolest thing about foreigners as well because at some point they were in your shoes so it's easier to find common ground with them. Right. They know they're going to know how you felt, how you feel in, you know, like being fresh in a new country and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Usually, sometimes, you know, if you go somewhere like if you're moving with someone who's been there or you're moving to be with someone who lives there, then it it might be different. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're kind of moving there completely unconnected with what what's happening there, not what's happening, but unconnected with any people, then you know, someone who's a who's a, a different expat might be more likely to be able to to connect you with things and connect with you on certain levels of things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think at least in Germany, that's I, the only approach you can go for is to first interact with foreigners and uh, if they have some connections to Germans, that's how you expand your network. But right. in like everyday I, life... For me, I don't know... Sorry for interrupting. Uh, in everyday life, like, no, go for I it. mostly interact with either Bulgarians or other foreigners. Right. I don't know for me if my route of being an expat is similar or dissimilar to most people. Um, but the fact that I already had a job set up before I got here with people that I already... I, I knew a little bit, but then there was a there was a, an American couple that lived here um, that were former colleagues of my of my dad's back in the day when I was growing up, um, and having that especially helped me like okay I know like there are this there's these familiar people there, mm -hmm. and you know I'm not completely completely alone, but then I go and I get thrown into this into this job and I'm with these people these other people every single day and it's just like yeah we become friends just by being together all the time um and i don't know if that's normal for most people or not i don't know if people usually become expats after they've gotten jobs or decide to go be an expat and then get a job once, I they, think it, once they go nowadays it's 50 50. yeah it probably varies and so i can imagine it's much more difficult to to meet people and and make friends after if you're moving without having a job because at the very base level you can show up and you see people every day and maybe you don't hang out with them outside of work but there's this like commonality of like every day when you get up and you go to work or 
however often you go to work, you're seeing familiar people. And so you'll, you'll naturally have inside jokes with them. You'll be able to like, you know, have better, deeper conversations with people. Um, I mean, both, both of us have created friendships initially based, based at work. Um, and then actually most of the people that I'm friends with here are somehow connected to my job, be it, um, coworkers or people that are, uh, like students of the university or whatever, a lot of them are somehow connected. And part of that is it's because it's just a, sm a small city. And mm -hmm. so everyone somehow is connected to the, to the organization that I work at. Would you say that the Albanians are warmer than other uh, cultures that you experienced in Europe? Um, yes. I, Albanians are very welcoming, very, very welcoming, very generous, very hospitable. It's, it's part of their, um, it's part of their culture to, to just be showing, um, hospitality to, to guests, to people. Now that might, that, that's definitely like the, like the, the very first interaction with Albanians is going to be very hospitable, very welcoming. Now, I don't really fully, I haven't thought about it, but it's possible that that's sort of, I don't want to say superficial, but like that only goes so far, you know, where it's like, oh, you can, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, well, a good example is, is buying coffee. You know, mm -hmm. if you go out with an Albanian for the very first time, they're generally going to offer to buy the, co buy the coffee. But then obviously they're not going to do that every single time you go out it's kind of expected there's a, there's a back and forth. Well, if you, like, I've visited other cities, and when I go there, the people are like, no, like, I'm paying for everything because you came to visit my city. You're my guest. Mm. But if I move there, they're not going to be like, I'm going to pay for everything because you moved to my city because that's ridiculous. So I don't know where that level is of, like, we're, you're a guest, let's, we're going to welcome you with our, with our hospitality. Um, I think that's pretty, like, and then the, the same throughout the Balkans. So Yeah, it seems like it. Like if you see each other once or twice a year, uh, people will be really welcoming and they would like say pay for stuff and whatever, uh, which was weird. Uh, you asked me about uh, how was the coping with the differences from Germany and Bulgaria. This was one of the things I was really shocked when I went to Bulgaria. A lot of my friends didn't allow me to pay uh, for coffee or something like that. And I was like, dude, I work in Germany. I I make more money. Yeah, like I, I, I should pay the bill. Make more money. Than... <laughs> but yeah, they were like, you're no, the one no. that actually can pay it. Yeah. So, like that initial interaction with Albanians is very welcoming, very generous, and then there's a point where. So I don't know. Again, part of this stems from the the South in the U.S. Um, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, mm. Tennessee, that area is known for their like Southern hospitality, um, as they would call it. But m in my experience, more often than not, that is superficial. That's, hey, come, come, you're welcome at my house anytime, you know, and then you show up at their house and they're like, what are you doing here? I think that's you know? most people. <laughs> and right. But like, you know, there, there's almost this this fakeness to the it's like oh we just say that we're we say people are welcome anytime mm. or whatever um or you act like you're hospitable until you actually have a chance to be 
welcoming and then you're like oh actually never mind that doesn't fit with my schedule or doesn't fit with what i want to do so i'm not going to do it yeah it sounds like um, in germany pretty much and so i don't know how like albanian hospitality is definitely more than that and so creating friendships with people is like that first time you hang out the first few times you hang out everyone's super nice and happy and whatever but you don't know if that's like them actually wanting to be friends with you or them just like completing what's expected of them in their culture of base in their culture of hospitality does that make sense yeah, yeah definitely uh so but what's weird for example for me is in bulgaria it, it takes one or two months for you to get to know all your neighbors inside uh, a, a building with flats let's say like five six stories it takes a couple of right. months to get to know people for example here in germany uh i get like got introduced to the neighbor living on the right side of my apartment after two years because she came to complain that my music was too loud. <laughs> you should, when you move to a new place, you should just always have your music loud so you can meet all your neighbors. Uh, that, that's another th topic here in Germany. They don't, uh, they rarely go and complain directly to you because they have uh, this uh, organizations where you they just complain to this, you file a complaint. To the super or something? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And they can kick That's you out of your apartment and everything. They, they try to minimize human interaction as much as possible here in Germany. <laughs> they don't. They don't like it. Yeah. Uh, but so going back to making friends from work, the interesting thing is that I see these people every day at work, and I'll run into them in the city and stuff. But it it's very limited in how much time I spend with some of them outside of work. Mm. Um, now, I do spend time with some of them outside of work, and I don't know if it's me or if it's just how things are here, but I rarely am hanging out with other people when I'm not at work. So I go home. Part of it is me because I want to go home and be able to, like, recharge by myself. But then, like, this last weekend, I didn't do anything all weekend. I was in my apartment most of the weekend cleaning or whatever, and at the end of the weekend, I was like, I haven't had a conversation with somebody since I left work on Wednesday, on, on Wednesday, on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Promise my weekend starts on Friday, not on Wednesday, yeah, well, in case my boss is listening. Yeah, let's hope he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... I actually had yeah, it's just quite, interesting. quite a lot of those weekends here as well in Germany, especially in the beginning, because I came alone to set up things so my wife can move and feel comfortable. Uh, right. Uh, so I had like months in which every weekend I just spent alone at home, locked away. <laughs> right. And, but there's a difference here because I know if I left my apartment and walked along the lake, I probably would see someone that I know and all they would be doing is going out for a walk and get a coffee. So most of the time, if I leave my apartment and actually go for a walk and like, I'll run into somebody and they're like, oh, let's go get a coffee or let's go get food or let's go do this. Yeah, this is also and so then that's where the difference uh, in the That's where the here. hanging out comes from. Yeah, they, they, they um, hang out. They go for coffees. They go for walks. Here, uh, here in Germany. Well, see. Yeah, here in Germany, I think that you have to plan uh, some kind of an event to go out with Germans. Well, okay. In the U.S., it's, it's planning because you're not going to just happen to run into somebody. Mm. So here, maybe, maybe you don't have to do as much in small towns. Um, 
but even when I grew up in a town of 20,000 people, like I would be planning, I wouldn't just happen to run into my friends. I would text them and we'd be like, okay, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's eat here. Um, here in Albania and specifically in this city in Albania, um, I don't get texts saying, hey, let's go to a coffee. Hey, let's go get dinner. Hey, let's go hang out. There's either a plan for a bunch of people to get dinner or you're just happen to be walking down somewhere and you see someone and they're like, hey, what are you doing right now? You want to go grab food? Whereas on the flip side of that in the U.S., you know, I was living in Alabama, I wouldn't see people unless I texted them and said, hey, or called them or whatever, and we're like, hey, let's go do something, or let's go come over to my house, or go to your house, or whatever. Yeah, like, I wouldn't like just Germany. run into people. Yeah, it, it feels, it's, it's much more like how you describe Germany, where you don't just like casually, casually just find someone and decide, oh, hey, let's hang out tonight. Also, the difference is, at least here in Nuremberg, there are not a lot of cafes available in the neighborhoods. Like in, in Bulgaria, oh, yeah. especially okay, Sofia, like you cannot go more than 500 meters without having a cafe where you can just sit and chill with friends or something like that. Here I have to go to the center because most of them are there. Of course, there are some in the neighborhoods, but they're like sort of bakery slash cafe, which closes at 6 p.m. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's. That makes sense, and that's uh, it's similar to how things are in Albania, where there's always another cafe, uh, yeah. just right around the corner. But yeah, it's 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 taken some getting used to because in the U.S. I won't leave unless I have somewhere to go. Um, but here, I won't have something to do unless I leave without somewhere to go. Really, you know, I have to leave my house without having anything going on. To be able to find someone to be able to hang out with them, usually. Sometimes there's a what I miss from Bulgaria is calling someone and saying, "What are you doing?" And when the answer is nothing, you say like, "Let's meet at this cafe in 15 minutes." Right, and that's how things would be in the U.S. That's not how I've experienced things here. I'm sure it happens. It's not how I've experienced them. Here in Germany, you have to plan uh, like just a, a uh, going for coffee or something. Uh, with your calendar because it's gonna happen in two weeks. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we covered most of the problems and the solutions we found in making friends in Albania and Germany. Yeah, I mean, uh, I we will definitely ask Cameron about Spain because Spanish people are famous for how warm they are as people. Yeah, that's true. And it helps that his girlfriend is Spanish. And so, I, well, it, it, oh, yeah. I don't know if it helps. It might help that his girlfriend is Spanish. You know? From what I've experienced in half a year in Spain, it will help definitely. It would help? It, it takes just one, to know one Spanish person to introduce you to like 20, which will introduce you to a lot more. Yeah. It, it, it's a domino effect there. Interesting. Um, so what I was, I had a question and I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, what are some in your mind? What are just some like simple tweet like tips that you could give someone if they're trying to find friends, trying to make friends in Germany? Uh, first of all, look up your uh, local foreigner groups, expat groups. They have meets, go join them, talk with them. Uh, in the beginning, I was lucky enough to have people that know people in Nuremberg 
Bulgarians. Right. And I got introduced through them, and they brought me to some group gatherings and. Yeah. Right. Look for, look in local expat groups. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, one of my friends here who ended up being connected because of the university that I work with. But I met him through another person that I met and ended up just like, he worked at a photo studio. So I would just walk into the photo studio every once in a while and be like, hey, what's up? What are you working on? What are you editing? What photos are you taking? That sort of stuff. So if you find someone with common interests and kind of just kind of uh, almost unobtrusively insert yourself into certain parts of what they're doing, you can yeah. Speaking about this, actually, potentially develop a friendship. A YouTube community here in Nuremberg. Oh, really? And it yeah, it's made up most of Germans though, and I think in two weeks is their first meet, so we're gonna see how that goes. Yeah, that's that's cool. That'll be interesting. I. I've met a few people here that make YouTube videos, but not the same kind of videos that I make. You know, they, mm. they go for more yeah, yeah. of the... Usually that's my problem as well. Yeah, usually people here go for... And, and, and there are ways to like, you know, if you're making similar enough stuff, but people... And I could, I could make it work, but you know, the, the guys that I've met are, are making... Um, okay, with the exception of a few, the guys that I met are making like short film type things like cinematic mm. type things not like production big production short films like with their friends short films and i'm like i just like i want one person i want someone who's like okay this is me this is my channel this is what i'm doing you know and be able to interact with mm. them um and and you know share ideas and help with other videos and there are a couple guys that i know that do that but they don't live in my city they live a couple hours away to be fair it is possible for example like my collaboration with Jonas. We met on the No Smoke Creator group as well with him. Uh, he was mostly into cinematics and like super daily vlogs, right? Which I strive away from the daily vlog stuff. But we did make it work, and it, it was maybe one of my most fun experience making YouTube videos ever. We filmed the entire day. We had in total like seven or eight different cameras, and we produced amazing footage. So yeah. By the way, if anyone's interested, you can check out their two videos on my channel and a link to the one on Jonas's channel. Um, just quickly back to inserting yourself into other people, unobtrusively inserting yourself into other people's lives. I, um, one of my friends in Alabama, I didn't really know him. I played basketball with him a few times. Um, and I worked in the gym that we'd play basketball. So I would play and I'd go down to the locker room, I'd shower and I'd go to my office. And he would usually stay in the gym and shoot or practice for a few hours afterwards or something, or he would come and lift weights. And one day I was sitting in my office just working on the computer, and this guy that I had talked to just a few times, mostly because we were two of the only white guys that were playing basketball in this gym, so we would just talk to each other. <laughs> We'd talk to the other guys too, but it was like, ended up us gravitating towards each other. Um, Hashtag say no to racism. <laughs> but we would, we would sit or I was sitting working and he walks in and just sits down in the chair in my office and just starts chatting. And it was super awkward at first. I was like, I don't really know you. What are you doing? Who are you? And that ended with us talking for like two hours. And then he's like, I'm hungry. You want to go get some lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's, it's lunch break. Let's go get some lunch. And then after work, he like, or he like, we, I left lunch and he was like, Hey, come hang out, come watch a movie after work. 
okay. So after work, like I went to his house and watched a movie with him and his roommate. And it, it started this friendship between me and both of them. Um, but it was literally just because he was like extroverted and like that mm. he was he was confident enough that he just came and sat down in my office. Similar to how I just consistently walk into this guy's photo studio and I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, let's let's chat, you know? And we don't we don't hang out often, but I know that like I can go in there and it's not gonna be weird if I go in there. The other people sometimes like they're new hires look at me and they're like, Who is this guy? But you know, for the most part, it's... Yeah, de definitely. I try to avoid awkward situations, with, which usually happen if I try to act extroverted here in Germany. Like, I can see that people are uncomfortable around... Right. And that's why... Situations. And that's why I say unobtrusively. But also, just because someone... I'm, actually, I'm not sure whether it's because I act extrovertedly or because uh, I try to make them speak in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be a bit of both. Um, but also, like that, the, all of it isn't necessarily. Um, oh man, I just completely th forgot what I was gonna say. So, oh right, yeah. Um, Them being all, yeah. Camera's not here to smooth things over, in case anyone forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking about Cameron, I, I'm pretty sure I can s hear him from Madagascar telling us that we are almost out of time from today's episode. That's very true. We should cut it short, or not cut it short, we should wrap it up. That's the word that I'm thinking of. But just quickly, before we, before we end, just because someone feels awkward doesn't necessarily mean that, or uncomfortable, doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't enjoy the interaction, you know? Sometimes, sometimes it does, but like I said, it was really strange for Colin to walk in and sit down in my office and I was uncomfortable because I didn't really know him, but it ended up being fine. You know, as long as it's not like, mm. again, as long as it's not unobtrusive, it's not like he followed me into my house or something. Like, it was my office. It was o like I had an open door. Anyone from the gym could have walked in and sat down. I would have talked to them like it was fine. Mm. Um, it just happened to be him and we happened to hit it off on a, on a good note. Um, and so I'm sure there are ways that people can find to... to you know, it, in my mind, it's like if you, see, if you see people playing football or soccer, mm -hmm. depending on where you're listening, um, if you're seeing people play football, like, go and ask if you can play because that could develop, like, if you're interested, go and ask if you can play with them because that could develop some friendships. Like, that's unobtrusively inserting yourself into someone else's, you know, life. Just another example of how close things are here in Germany. There is no such thing as just people playing football. Here you have to join an amateur club to, in order to play. Nobody plays just like pickup? No. The, I mean, there, there are places where you can pay to, to play, like just one game. But you need to gather the people up front so you can book a field and go there. So Yeah. I guess that makes Ana sense. Another way not, not to meet people. <laughs> so, so basically, this whole episode, I've learned that it's impossible to make friends in Germany. <laughs> it is, if you're not keen on making only German friends. Yeah, well, that's a negative actually, way to end like the podcast. <laughs> no, actually, from 80 million people here in Germany, around 30 million are foreigners. So that's quite a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anyone listening or watching has any other ideas of 
or stories about how they've made friends while while living as an expat, um, let us know on our uh, at our email the the expat show at mail dot com. Um, on our Facebook, we recently got a specific username for our Facebook. What's our Facebook now, Martin? The Expat Show Podcast. Right. Facebook.com slash The Expat Show Podcast. Or you can find either of us, or I guess we'll put Cameron's link in this description also. But our, Cameron as well, of course. Our YouTube links <laughs> will be in the description. You can find me on social media anywhere. James Lightheart, L-E-I-T-H-A-R-T. Or Martin Ivanov. Or Marto Ivanov 91 because some of the places Martin Ivanov was taken. <laughs> yeah, problems with having a common name, I guess. Yeah. All right. Just a quick summary of the tips: be uh, extroverted but not too intrusive. <laughs> Try to find common interests. Be open to making friendships with people who are not only locals. And yeah. I think the best place to do it is at work. Yeah, look for friends that, that you're already interacting with on a daily basis. Try to develop relationships um, with people that are um, that you're already seeing on a consistent basis because those are going to be the easiest ones to kind of work your way into that. Hopefully, they, hopefully, hopefully they would, they're up for it as well, but <laughs> you never know. All right, yeah. this is a good episode, Martin, and uh, we'll, we'll see everyone next week, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, we'll have a guest, I I guess, next week. That's the hope. So come back to find out who it is or if we were even able to convince anyone to come talk to us for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In order to do that, don't forget to subscribe, hit bell icons, follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And see you next week. Yeah. in in, uh, In memory of Cameron, ciao for now. Adiós, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>